Jim Stanford is an economist, director at a place called the Center for Future Work. He's written a new column where he questions what's going on effectively at the Bank of Canada because their guidance seems to be that we have high inflation and an overheated economy, so the best thing that we could do is have more people unemployed, which is not necessarily counterintuitive, but not exactly a great plan. Jim Stanford joins us right now. It's nice to have you. Good morning. Thank you, John. Okay, so even as economic uh, notions go, this one is a bit of a complicated one, so I'm hoping you can map it out for civilians. Uh, What is it you're arguing? Well, it's unusual, isn't it, to hear one of the top economic officials in the land say, unemployment is too low. We got to get it back up. And that's what I'm going to do. And yet that's uh, exactly what uh, Tiff Macklem, governor of the Bank of Canada, said. He gave a speech in in Toronto a week ago. He said inflation is being caused by an overheated labor market. Unemployment is unsustainably low and uh, and we're going to get it back up. So we kind of knew that was the thinking uh, at the Bank of Canada, that our our policymakers are are literally trying to throw people out of work. So it's kind of a sign that we're in a bit of an upside down situation, I think, John. Well, and you and I have talked about this before, and maybe you can explain it a little better. But I mean, we have this economy that's kind of on a runaway tear. It's a workers market. People can call the shots. They can ask for what they want. They are moving from job to job or choosing not to work at all. And yet everybody is in this sort of panic mode that the economy's in trouble. Yeah, well, I'm not quite sure I'd, I'd say it was a workers' market to, to quite that degree. First of all, there's a lot of people uh, who are having a hard time winning any wage increase whatsoever. I mean, look at the public service workers in Ontario. They've been capped at 1% for four years, and now they're trying to at least keep up with inflation, let alone make up a little bit of lost ground. So um, I think it's a, a bit of a mistake to say this is being driven by workers' wage demands. There's all kinds of other things still, you know, still happening after the pandemic, supply chains and energy prices and food prices. Those aren't those aren't due to the workers at Loblaws, let me tell you. Now, lots of concern that we will see a slowdown. We're not seeing it yet. We had a gangbuster uh, jobs report for October that was a really pleasant surprise for me. 108,000 jobs created. And then again, just a sign we're in an upside down world. You had all kind of hand wringing and furrowed brows because the uh, job market it was too strong um you know lots of people saying well that means interest rates are going to have to go up higher and i i just reject the idea that it's a problem when too many people are working okay so i mean what's your analysis of what the bank of canada is doing is it kind of like if we were playing poker and they only had sixes in a way or you know they've they've come to fix something in your house and they've only got one thing in their toolbox and it's a great big hammer and then uh, everything looks like a nail and they start hammering away you know their their major tool is the interest rate of course and it can be useful in certain circumstances if our inflation really was the result of runaway spending power that canadians just had too much money and that's what was causing inflation then higher interest rates uh, might be appropriate but by and large i think we need a more nuanced and multi-dimensional approach to the inflation that we've got, uh, and also a little bit of patience. You know, a lot of these things that we've seen globally are starting to work themselves out. The shipping costs, the supply chain disruptions, energy prices uh, have come down a bit. They hopefully will come down some more. So uh, some of those things are going to uh, are going to ease in in the next year or two. And uh, you know, thinking that we have to throw the economy into a recession to get get inflation down faster uh, might not be the best trade off, frankly. So, I mean, this is kind of like somebody's got a fever and they're just recommending we plunge them into an ice bath. 
<laughs> it, it is a nice bath for the economy. That's a very good uh, analogy. And, you know, I have no doubt that eventually it would get inflation back down, but uh, it'll be a long, painful process. And I, I think that there would be better ways uh, to go at it. Okay. And I immediately wanted to pick up the phone as soon as I saw it. So I was curious about your thoughts on the Globe and Mail column that uh, the only reason why we have inflation in Canada is because we um, borrowed a lot of money. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. This is, uh, I think, coming from a very old-fashioned school about uh, monetary uh, markets and inflation. It almost goes back to the Milton Friedman approach that there's too much money out there and inflation is always caused when there's too much money. The The fact is there was government borrowing during the downturn, but there's all kinds of borrowing that happens in the private sector all the time. And central banks literally create money when they create new loans and issue them to people. So if they're lending like crazy to fuel a housing bubble uh, or lending lots of money to people to bet on the stock market or bet on cryptocurrency, that has an impact on prices just as much as uh, government borrowing does. So uh, I don't think the the idea that government is to blame here, particularly uh, the Canadian government, this is a global phenomenon. It's ridiculous to say that this was the Canadian, uh, Canadian government or Justin Trudeau's fault. Uh, I, I think, you know, obviously the pandemic and the government response to the pandemic is part of the story here, no doubt about it. But to say that we wouldn't have any problem if government hadn't borrowed is ludicrous. We'd be in a depression if government hadn't borrowed. Thank you very much. John, thank you for having me. That's Jim Stanford, director of the Center for Future Work.